Well, one of the coalition government's first concrete actions since taking power has been labelled incoherent and pointless, while the Labour Party is linking it to conspiracies. The government's 100-day plan includes a directive to reject proposed changes to health regulations overseen by the World Health Organisation. Now, the regulations are supposed to help stop diseases from spreading around the globe. New Zealand First has demanded that there has to be a national interest test first before any amendments are accepted. The deadline was today and the government's achieved it, but for what purpose? Here is our Deputy Political Editor, Craig McCulloch. One day, two days, three days now, the Coalition's 100-day plan tick-tocking by while ministers tick off their to-do list. One of the first tasks a missive urgently sent to the World Health Organisation pulling the handbrake on New Zealand's agreement to new health regulation changes. We want to make sure that we actually take a pause and actually make sure it meets a national interest test. It's the consequence of a New Zealand first demand made during coalition negotiations that all UN agreements that limit decision-making first be weighed against the country's interest. Frankly, I find the points being made incoherent. What is it doing there? What are they trying to achieve by largely stating what we already do. Michael Baker is best known for his prominence during the COVID-19 pandemic, a professor of public health at Otago University. He says ministers already routinely consider what's in New Zealand's best interest before signing up to any substantial international agreements. Absolutely standard procedure. Over the past few years, though, the World Health Organisation has become something of a lightning rod, with critics accusing the body of plotting to seize power from national governments. Is this a sop to the conspiracy theorists? Well, I think it would be easy to read it like that. I I, I guess you just have to ask the people who wrote it. And so RNZ did. The New Zealand First Leader and now Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters did not respond to a request for comment. Back in May, he posted online claiming the WHO planned to effectively take control of independent decision-making away from sovereign countries. A month later, the party's number two, Shane Jones, published a column urging against ceding more power to the global body. He didn't respond to RNZ's interview request either. The former health minister, Aisha Verrill, is more than happy to fill the void. I'm deeply concerned that I see that sort of rubbish about the WHO and international health regulations on the internet and all of a sudden it's in a coalition document. Those health regulations are used to make sure that when there is a disease with pandemic potential, there is an early warning given out across the world. The new health minister, Shane Reti, also declined to speak with RNZ, but has issued a statement stressing this is an interim position while ministers seek further advice. He says the government will not walk away from all the good work on international health carried out by the WHO over decades. But Aisha Verrill wants more. The government needs to be able to speak and justify the decisions that it has taken on these quite fringe concerns. RNZ's interview requests remain open. Indeed they do. That was our Deputy Political Editor Craig McCulloch.